Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hard Yarns Podcast, now hosted by Cameron McLaren and Jamal. It, it's Cam and Cam's Excellent Adventure. Cam and Cam's Excellent Adventure, featuring Jamal. Yes. That was awesome fun today, guys. Um, we, Bangers. We, we read some stories, some Zen stories. Uh, we went deep in other mm. areas. Uh, we had a phone call with Delby at the start. It was quite underwhelming, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. it was, I was expecting, I'm doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, actually, ah, I'm it, but, uh, it's about a five minute phone call with Delby at the start. He seems very half asleep. So be <laughs> aware of that. Um, and then after that, we get into our Zen stories, which, yeah. Oh, so Zen, you'll learn some things from this. You'll be like, hey, I'm going to apply this to my life. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll hear a good story about my neighbor. Well, like, that yeah, was can, probably the peak. That's yeah. Actually scary. Like I'm scared now. My neighbour is an arsehole. Not the current neighbour. I love my new neighbours. They're good. Yeah, um, they're fun. Yeah, uh, they own my house that I live in. So I love, I love <laughs> you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the my old neighbour was a can't. Um, but yeah, and if I got any sponsors to plug this week, I don't think I can't remember. I didn't really prep, so uh, let's. They wouldn't be sponsoring big. too much money if you forgot. <laughs> no, this I'll is sponsored by McDonald's Australia. I don't, <laughs> don't think I'm it is. It. We are getting onto sponsors, uh, and it looks like we're going to have some stuff coming up soon, which is exciting. Um, but if you would be interested in chucking your um, your pre roll on here, where we talk about your product, um, yeah, that'll be great. Wait, so. let's do a quick ad for them. Like, oh man, I love razors. Oh man, have you ever um, had avocados? <laughs> Have you ever, ever oh, felt like this? I've had the best avocados ever at Avocados Australia. Oh. I don't know, is that, that could be a thing. Avocados Australia is my favourite place <laughs> to get avocados. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get home. We could start however. How we go? Wait, when does the music start? I wonder, oh, do you want to start with like, oh, okay, wait. Yeah, come on, man. This, okay, break, let's, this is a professional podcast. Let's do it like that. Uh... Oh. I love it. <gasps> and look at look at <laughs> look at Jamal. Jamal's so peaceful. Jamal's right now. Jamal's producing from the desk today. Namaste. I shouldn't laugh. It's great. It's good. Oh, if you're driving your car right now, we're so sorry if you just like passed out. Like, <laughs> it's too Relax. Pay attention. Pay attention. I felt like. Thank you for joining us this week, you two. Um, I felt like uh, this week we we required a bit of zen, a bit of we needed to give the people what they need, not what they want. People seem to be vibing with our. Our, uh, <laughs> I guess our race-based content, <laughs> yeah, for sure. They so, really like it. Some of our stuff lately has been uh, vibing pretty hard. It was pretty bleak, and it's a bit, it's a bit like it's, serious. So I thought we'd have a nice, relaxed, fun one, um, and we're going to do some Zen stories. This is weird for me being on the other side. Does it feel weird? It's like we're interviewing. Oh, thanks for coming on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it man. feels. It literally feels like. Is this what? Guess a face with two yeah. people every time. It's very intimidating. Is it really? Yeah, man. Maybe we should change that from now on. Delby, uh, actually, Jamal, 
note that. Maybe we will have to sit them on the side there. It's noted. I've got it mentally. Because, uh, yeah, it does feel um, like I've got two people where – Imagine Judging if you were both. Co- uh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Imagine, let's well, just go. We'll change it. Imagine if forward. one of them was just talking fluent Italian the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing coming on this. Mario, and you're like, I don't know what you said, dude. Uh, speaking of Delby, he's into Edinburgh, and we haven't really chatted to him that properly. Jamal. He's okay. into Edinburgh, like he's <laughs> yeah. into he's, the place. He's, he's taken a risk over there. He's gone over there for a bit of uh, a. A, like a life experience, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Now it's six a.m. over there, and I've been messaging him, and he said he's been not been getting up till like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, what we'll do is we'll try and call him, and if he answers, he answers. Um, do you reckon he has an accent now? <laughs> He's like, okay. He does it pretty good. So, um, let's see if he answers. I hope he does. It's a group call. Cute. It's kind of awkward if he doesn't know, but I would be, we can try him a couple of times during the episode. What up, G? Yo, yo. Good morning. Yo. <laughs> Good morning, Edinburgh. Yeah, bro. I can't fucking sleep. Oh, you, you still haven't gone to bed yet? Oh, in and out of consciousness. Oh, yeah. Which sort of consciousness? Fifth dimensional? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. So Said like uh, someone that's reached fifth dimensional consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Cam McLaren and Jamal on. We're going to do your idea, um, and I think we're going to do this more often. We're going to do some Zen stories today and dissect them. Oh, cool. But uh, we thought we'd uh, get a uh, check in on how Edinburgh is going before we sort of uh, kick off our Zen stories. Fuck, I need Zen, bro. Maybe I need to listen to some stories so I can sleep in this bitch. It was a big, big- are you struggling? Are you, the night off. are you struggling with uh, with the time difference? Uh yeah, big time. Fuck, we don't get up after until like twelve, one o'clock each day. Yeah. But, uh, um, how's the, how's the old comedy going? The gym every day. Yeah, way better. So starting to actually actually that said, we had our worst gig of the of the run last night. It was fucking horrific. What happened? What happened? Um, just like. People smiled instead of laugh. Oh. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> what do you mean? Isn't that normal? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so bad. Like I did the exact same set as like fucking five minutes before at another place and crushed, mm. and then exact same set and fucking very tepid response. And I was shit. I had a girl with me like bought her the one before, did a fucking banger job, and then. Did the same thing and ate a bag of dick. So <laughs> she just left. <laughs> just like there's 500 exactly. other comedians here. See you, bro. Yeah, but that's I guess yeah. that's that's well, the whole part of the experience for you going over there, eh? Yeah. Well, you're lucky she hung around and <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go for the uh, comedy. He went. He went for the girls. <laughs> what? Well, um. Hey, what's the yeah. Scottish audiences like? But are they like hell good heckles and stuff? Nah, they're fully international, so barely any Scottish people come really because they fuck. We come here and fuck up their city and then leave. So each show that we like, maybe between four and eight Scottish people in. Half the time they're not even from Edinburgh; they come in from Glasgow or Aberdeen or something. So it's like a lot of French, English, fucking Americans. Yuck! Um, but super international. <laughs> so, yeah, right. It is the big. It's the biggest fringe. Uh, in the world, hey? Is that right? Yep. 
Yeah. Hitler yeah, created it. Like, it just in one hub, there's more shows Seriously? than there is in the whole Melbourne fucking festival. All right, so Jamal's just dropped a bomb on us. <laughs> like, I didn't <laughs> drop the bombs. Okay, so wasn't it started in the 80s in Edinburgh? How did it, how did Hitler, Hitler create Austrian? Pull it. Oh wait, I'm the guy that pulls it. <laughs> Pull it up, Jamal. <laughs> I'll show you on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't well, believe German, it. The Germans are renowned. Germans are renowned for their sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Hitler's um, some hot, still hiding somewhere in Argentina, apparently. So I thought you said Hitler's someone hot, and I was like, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and what's it been like, uh, like um, living with Legacy? Because that first little walking pod uh, on Patreon was pretty funny, and I'm about to post uh, another Patreon episode where you sat down with another comedian. Uh, what's going on over there with that? Yeah, David. David Boyle. That's cool. He's, he's given up our for three nearly four years and you'll find out why immediately um but yeah, yeah legacy's like he's, he's all over the place man he's the most sought after mc at the, at the fringe and sort of not really home until four thirty every morning mm. um but yeah it's pretty chill you know the boys Ruben and shorter up early doing life drawing with a comedian i kind of meander between spots and um, the the good thing is I've I've won this like competition three times now where you got to write jokes on topic so it's, it's like nice the riffing sort of stuff. Um, just yeah, it'll be like you know the topic was death the other day, so I wrote like ten jokes on death, and the other had Shakespeare, so I did ten jokes on sort of Shakespeare, and they've come good. But um, my favourite one, I think Cam would like it. Uh, didn't really get anything, but I was saying if William Shakespeare was born in Australia, we love giving guys w- nicknames, so he'd be Willy Wobbly Stick or Willy Wobbly Javelin. <laughs> yeah, like Shakespeare. <laughs> I do actually like that. <laughs> yeah, sick. Um, yeah, very nice. I guess, um, yeah, we do miss you. Uh, we do want you back over here because the lols are obviously a bit – Cam's shaking his head. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just noticed that I've been booked on this podcast a lot more since you left the country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, yeah, this is good. Like, no, nah, have fun over there, man. Well, I reckon you, you should can, go to France you next. Can take my paycheck, Cam. You can take my paycheck. So. <laughs> yeah, done, son. You can take a slice of zero. It's going to be Big awesome. Big bowl of <laughs> um, Yeah, sick. Uh, can't wait. And it's uh, – I, I don't think it's a, coinc- a coincidence the month that you've gone. We've had our biggest downloads ever, so how good. <laughs> Join the Patreon and I'll do my bit on there and, and entertain you guys that way. Yeah, that's good, mate. Killing it. Um, but you have fun, man. Yeah, we'll, uh, we won't, we'll let you get back to sleep. But um, uh, when, yeah. you, when are you back? You're back in two Wednesdays, hey? Or no? Um, what the, uh, next, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday? Oh, yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so if anyone's in Sydney as well, I've only done six ticket sales on Saturday for my show, so I'm fucking pretty scared. And I've only done two for the Sunday, so like... And how far away is that? Sydney Fringe, any Sydney listeners. How far? Next, uh, the third and the fourth, so I've got basically a weekend and a half to, to plug it. Oh, what? So, so you you come back and then you're off to Sydney? Yeah, he goes back to Sydney? Yep. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm back for a day and a half and then back off again to Sydney. Fucking hustling. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, actually, yeah. the, the next – like, because now that travel's opened up again, me and Delby can now go from place to place. I'm, gonna, I'm interested to see how the podcast – it seems to be running pretty fine, but – Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I do like the dynamic of me and Delby on the table, but it's uh, it's it's good that it seems to be running well without you, and, uh, but we do miss you and looking forward to having you back, mate. 
Yeah, sweet ass. I've got a guy, Andy Roach, he's a comic here that I'm about to relate to. He's got a whole show on conspiracy theory, so I'm going to try. Yeah, sick. And just sit down and have a chat with me about some. There's a good one about the Titanic going around. Have you heard that one? Nah. That all the red was, was really an iceberg. The what? Sorry. Nah, that was. Uh, it wasn't the Titanic that sunk. It was the Olympus as a big insurance job. Oi, that's real. The Olympus oh, that's, did sink. Oi, that's real. Eh? Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, yeah, we should definitely that. Let's put that in our next conspiracy episode because that's uh, Cause I've heard that one as well. There's the one about like voting too. You know how like um they moved away from the gold, the money off the gold standard. Gold standard. Yeah. The first time they tried to do that, it was voted down, and then most of the people who didn't want that to happen well, happened on, to die on the Titanic. And yeah. then a couple of years after the Titanic thing, they voted to move it off the gold standard. So it's like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. Mm. That was a competitor of a company. J.W. Morgan, um, all of the competitors are on. And then the, before the, uh, the ship left, he like sort of jumped off the ship mm. uh, last minute. Sort of well, how, so. how, con- how convenient, um, I think. And I'll put this as a tweet the other day. Like the, 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 every country that the U.S. invades happens to be a country that wants to take away the U.S. dollar as their reserve currency and go back to a gold-backed currency or a precious metals currency. Um, and... Th- it just so happens that China and Russia have now recently done the exact same thing and, oh, now we're uh, in big conflict with them. So I don't see it as a coincidence. Well, maybe, maybe we should we should announce that Harjan's plan to fuck up the US dollar so we get some fucking media reporting with <laughs> <laughs> America and take it out. While you're in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, you chicken. He does it when he's yeah. on the other side of the world. You fucking big talker. <laughs> oh, yeah, attack, attack the, the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but all right, we'll uh, we'll let you get back to sleep, mate. But uh, and we're going to get into some right. wonderful uh, Zen stories. Good night, cool. Enjoy. Sleep well, Tony Dancer. <laughs> I love how you gave him all these compliments. I miss you. I miss you. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, you do miss me. Anyway, <laughs> oh no, no, he's uh, we do miss his dynamic, but it's uh, it's good. Like last week's episode, fucking went off. Um, and I, it, I don't think it's because Delby wasn't here. We had two of our favourite um, things, but fuck, it probably worked out well because if he was chiming in with his jokes in the serious nature of yeah, what they were talking about, it probably doesn't suit the vibe. But yeah, it'd be good to have him back. But uh, but let's uh, let's zen out. Yes, we have the playlist. Is uh, this a playlist or is this an hour loop? This is just an hour. This is a, a little. Why thing. are pan so ex- like chill? Every no, time, no. every time we tell a story, <laughs> what was that? Why pan flute so chill? Now you hear like, Ooh, well, that's like, why yeah, we're dude. here today. We're going to answer the hard question. Thank God, a hundred percent. Actually, before that, um, uh, I want to actually just address the fact that I said I'm going to start doing comedy again. Oh yeah, like, properly. Not on the podcast, but like in real life. Yeah, know? so yeah, I've talked sick. about this on the podcast a few times and how like I didn't want to do it, uh, but it was it was really, I was, so the honest truth of why I didn't want to do it was- You were bad. And I spoke about, yeah. So I spoke about- <laughs> no, no, so, Pretty good reason not to do it, but- So still in stand-up comedy is scary. For me, like public speaking is not scary. I find it so easy. I can get up on a mic and a podium, 10,000 people and I'd be- quite fine if I didn't have to follow a script sort of thing, if it was just chatting and talking shit. Um, but when it comes to stand-up comedy, and this is the way I approach it because I'm an open micer, mine's scripted, mine's set up, punch, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And for me, the, the fear has always been forgetting my lines, forgetting my jokes and not the joke not going well. Anyway, regardless, that fear is it's, it 
still there. And while I was going through a few little things the last year or so, you know, the separation and um, anxiety attacks and stuff, that was actually triggering that. Yeah, it was so just like further. I maybe shouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah, exactly. Now I just feel like I'm in a place where I'm strong enough to do that and go up there and not be afraid if I fuck up and not be afraid. No, of, it's the best. Um, of the anxiety of trying to make people laugh because it's a big thing like, oh, you think you're funny enough to make people laugh. Like that's a that's that's a another level on top of it. Uh, ah, I, fuck that. I know, but from that's that that was what <laughs> everyone was going thinks on. that. Yeah, exactly. So um no, I am I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna start doing I, I yeah, like, I'm good. not gonna be doing it every week or anything, but you know, probably once or twice a month I'll get up on stage and just try and get better and better and and if I can get good, I might even try and go over with Delby to fringe and not for comedy, but if I can you just need five minutes. If man, I can do a good can five, minutes, five minutes, yeah, exactly. If I can get a good five minutes. So anyway, there's a goal, and um, yeah, congratulations, you, man. I'm going to start doing it. And, More uh, people should be trying to do it, man. The, the thing and the thing I said to uh, Jamal, which is what I uh, feel best about, is I'm actually willing to go up there and tell a joke that's not funny. A bomb, absolutely. Um, it's how you know you're alive, and just and be okay <laughs> with the fact that that wasn't funny, and I'll just try another way or n- another joke next time. But as long as like the joke's funny to you too, that's what you should only be doing jokes that are funny to oh, you. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if so it's funny to you, who gives a fuck if they laugh? Because this is for me, man. Yeah, no so, offense, so, but I'm glad you guys are here. Hundred percent. Mostly these jokes are for me. So my five minutes that I got ready, I worked on getting five minutes ready for that Regal Theatre show um, at the. The, the fundraiser we did for the the fires, oh, yeah. and I, I worked hard on that one. When I say worked hard, I was doing once or twice a week trying to get this five minutes right, and I got it to a point where it was I could do five minutes most places and and do well and get laughs. I wasn't the best on the night; I was never the worst, just okay. Uh, but it was not jokes that I liked. I was telling yeah. jokes that I thought the audience wanted to hear. I was telling yeah, everyone knows I like a bit of Donald Trump, and I was telling jokes that were taking the piss out of Donald Trump and stuff like that. Whereas now my jokes um writing are going to be tailored towards how I feel so it's more authentic and it's real and it's just going to be fun and if they don't like it fuck them 100% so true and that relationship um, of content that you're presenting for the listener and then for yourself is a really hard one to find because at the end of the day like Eminem does have to do Slim Shady on stage Yeah, there's something that he owes Mm. to the people that have funded him to give them that experience you know but Mm. first and foremost he should be on that stage for him yeah Right, so enough about yeah. you just compared him to Eminem. He's like, yeah, what yeah. is Ricky too? It was hard. I thought that was so what the supportive. Fuck? That was such and a sweet I, way. I of was trying it. to, yeah, and he connected, and on then his he level. looked at his phone. Uh, <laughs> I, went to, I went to press play on the Zen. I'm sorry, or something. But yes, yeah, so I, I agree. There is a uh, he takes yeah, it back. You're the machine gun Kelly. You're the machine gun Kelly of open mic. So okay, wait. Here we go. There we go. So I'm going to read a story now. I'm not as good as uh, Jamal. Like his last, one of his Zen stories that he told on our last things we put on TikTok and it went far. It wasn't even a real story. (laughs) Did you make it up? No. Um, It was a a lovely story and it went very well. And um, it happened to just coincide with the fact that you and Delby had already talked about telling Zen stories on the podcast and dissecting the meaning of them from a white person's point of view. <laughs> so, um, I've... Uh, Which is my favourite point of view, to be honest. <laughs> so, I've, I've got a few little stories. They're all really short. But I think they're... Um, there's a couple of things that we can sort of... Wait, so is there a message in it and we have to... Work, like, so... 
We're going to just I'm talk the, about what we feel the message is, okay. I think. Because sometimes then, I pick up the wrong message. You know, yeah, when they yeah, do yeah. like those fables and you're like, oh, the messages don't like hang out with a rabbit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, well, we've got the, the Dalai Lama here anyway and he can, he can tell us whether we're uh, doing... explain it. So, <laughs> I mean, no. uh, the first one I want to uh, talk about, uh, d- tell a story of, is called It Will Pass. So, it's about a train. A student went to his meditation teacher and said, my meditation is horrible, I feel so distracted, or my legs ache, or I'm constantly falling asleep, it's just horrible. And the teacher said, it will pass, very matter-of-factly. A week later, the student came back to his teacher, my meditation is wonderful, I feel so aware, so peaceful, so alive, it's just wonderful. And the teacher said, it will pass. That's the story. That's great. Ooh. I love it. That's so, cool because yeah. nothing's rigid. Hey, even good and bad things, it always passes. So don't get too attached to it's, shit. Did I get that right? No, yeah, I, yeah, you've I got definitely that. got that right. Sick, dude. That was <laughs> yeah. the first time. First time. That's Come crazy. On. I think that's definitely the message. And how we relate, uh, I think what we can do now is how we relate that to real life and situations that have gone on in our in our, in our own lives and we can use my comedy f- for example as a perfect example uh, we just talked about how like at that point it was not what it was it was triggering my anxiety now I feel like I'm in another place it's going to pass yeah you didn't write standard off, off completely and, also, and, and, and it passed mm. through kind of deal which is like anxiety in general because anxiety in general have, have you guys ever suffered an anxiety yeah. attack before? yeah yeah. so do you, have, are you able to when it happens, I don't know if you still do or if that's a thing that you're dealing with, but were you able to actually understand that it's you're going to get through it? Yeah. Cards on the table, though, like, it might as well be super honest. Mm. Like, I kind of, like, like chase, especially, like, smoking a lot of weed, I kind of chase it. There's yeah, a, there's right. A, there's a weird clarity when you're – I know it sounds weird, but when it's, like, you feel like – because everything that I'm freaking out about is shit that I should be worried about. I've never freaked out about something and it's like, oh, that's not a concern and you should have. It's always, like – this beautiful moment yeah. of clarity being like, oh, fuck, no, nah, my parents might die soon. You might die. Like, this was, these are all things you should be worried about. Like, yeah. Do you know what sure. I mean? Because I, 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 I've never had one where it's in an important situation, like I'm about to go on stage or something and you have that panic attack or you've walked into a room and like all of a sudden, like it's, it's only really been self-induced when I'm normally by myself. Yeah. Well, have, the, the ones that I've had myself, fully, fully aware of the fact that it's going to pass, right. still did not... Um, but so you still have that panicking moment. Like. Yeah, it didn't help stop the, the panic attack, but it eased my mind the fact that I knew I was going to get through it, just breathe and get and get through, I guess. Just like any situation. How long did it last for when you were having those panic attacks? When it- for me, my like the, the severe hyperventilating, uh, hyperventilating and, and stuff like that, that was um, not long, 30, 40, 50 seconds. But that's a long time to be yeah. like and freaking out. And then I was able to sort of move through it. I'm sure people can – and the, the feeling of anxiety oh. was there for hours, days. Yeah, but you feel actual, that sick in your stomach for ages, hey, but that yeah. first where you can't breathe and stuff. And it would just take a triggering a, – a point, a, just something to trigger it. Stand-up would be one of those things. Like, fuck, I've got to go do stand-up tonight. <gasps> fuck. Like, that would wow. be one. Um, or there is that thing about then that – is it the same? Do you feel it's like an intense excitement then? Because there's um, that thing that they talk about, like if you are nervous as a performer, that you just imagine that nerves is just excitement and then you're like – Yeah. You're ready but it to was get also, into it. It was also the overwhelming stuff. So, like, oh – 
10 emails come in in one day and they're all asking different things and I'm dragged in so many and then I get that one final one, oh, Scotty's, um, you know, melting down for whatever reason and it's just the final straw that breaks the camel's back. They're like, oh, fuck! Like, oh, shit, it's, yeah. well, that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, understanding that uh, it too shall pass is um, definitely helped me in those sorts of situations. But it's also that you get the flip of the stat. Sorry that it's because that's like an intent and it helps you to know that that. But then you get the opposite. You know, when you like mm. really hit a peak, like something's just you're half an hour after drop. You know what I mean? Like, and you just feel like this, I feel so good. I want this to last forever. Yeah. And mm. like, I'm a big thing of that. Like when I'm doing something, I want more and more and more and more of that because okay. I want it to last forever, but it's going to pass. And that's what really sucks. And that's the- And then the, you're sad in this moment of like, yeah, I'm off. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And that's, I think the message nothing of it, lasts. the good and the bad, they both pass. There's no, you're never in, in both. So, um, so you're never there constantly, consistently. And that's the whole part of the yin and the yang. And um, I like, actually, side note, have you heard people call it yin and yang? <laughs> yin and yang? Yeah. I used to call it before I, I thought it was yin and yang. <laughs> is it not? What is it? Yin and yang. Yeah, it is yin, but I say yin like yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Like well, it's well, just, but I thought it was yin, like Y-I-N-G. Why is it yin? Why is yin the opposite of yang? That doesn't make any sense. It, it, I, nah, tell China they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. First the communism, now this. You guys are really fucking it up. You got one more chance. <laughs> Or I'll come over there. I didn't care with the tanks. Yeah. That was fine. But <laughs> the stuff. I get out of the street. That's the Tiananmen <laughs> Square, man. That's a, there's tanks coming. Move. That's a straw that breaks the camel's back. Tiananmen Min instead of Ming. Ming. Okay, so Min. Yin and Yang. I feel so cultured now. Yeah, but look, uh, should we end the pot? I think we're elevated we've, we've now. Elevated. I think we can end. But it's true on like a little basic senses too. I know that you probably got another, but like no, even yeah. that, like, so um, I got a gym buddy now. So it mm-hmm. like, it, it helps motivate me to keep going. And before they came, I thought, oh, I'll just go on the, the bike, right? And mm. I'm right there by myself. And because you're just in your own head on the bike, that five minutes while I was by myself hurt and I didn't want to do it. I'm like, this fucking sucks. My leg, everything about it sucked. They come sat next to me. They started riding the bike. 15 minutes later, we're like, oh yeah, we should go do something else now. But it's like, as soon as you're distracted, that pain was still there, but it kind of, or is that just, I'm done? No, 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 hundred percent. And it, but it can be within, it can be within minutes. The, uh, the they can change as well. Like the you get. I remember, um, <clears throat> fuck, I can't remember when it was. It was a couple of years ago when I just started doing the uh, the, the business myself, and you start dealing with your first financial stresses, waiting for clients oh, to pay on. Oh, oh <laughs> mate, it's fucking and anxiety driving, and you just. And, you know, you've got a kid, you've got a wife, a house, a mortgage, all these things that you're trying to fucking balance. Spicy. And then, yeah, and then uh, and I remember one moment just – and this is like a perfect example of it. I remember at one moment looking at my bank account going, fuck, like if these seven to eight people who fucking owe me a lot of money, if one of them doesn't pay, like I'm, I'm fucked. I've got to pay this uh, – mortgage or whatever it was tomorrow like this is fucking I started freaking out and freaking out and then within minutes I got four of them pay like bang like it just hit and so that anxiety to the elation of of oh we did it like was within a within a moment like it was within a moment (laughs) feeling like I fucking I couldn't I felt um yeah smothered to just 
like oh like but relief that, but that was real though that was this is the thing though so like Buddhist teaching is all good but like in that, in that moment you did have to pay a mortgage you did have your wife and baby to feed mm-hmm. and you, you were relying on other people doing the right thing and paying the shit that they owed mm. and if they had not have done that that moment wouldn't have passed until after there was already dire consequences for you I've now got so like like you can be all spiritual as you want but then like you get kicked out of your house and your baby's hungry so it's it's yeah that's true but it's it's funny because there's always I I then put it in my head in this way. There's always a way around it. Yeah, that's true as well. There's yeah. always people who are willing to help. There's yeah. always w- people who are going, oh, do you need a hundred bucks for the day just to get through? Here's a hundred bucks. Pay them back. And it was, I'm using a financial situation for, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> as the example, but there's always a way around it. There's a, so true. Can you, can you call the, the people that you owe the bill to, oh, can, you, can I pay in seven days instead? You know, yeah, there's and the always, bank has their systems yeah, as well. And it does, it doesn't make you feel uh, like you're on top of things, but there's always ways around things. So that's. Uh, but you have to drop your ego. That's the problem. 100%. That. You have to yeah. be willing to ask for help and willing to even accept alternative means of getting the job done, which is actually hella hard mm. when you're socialized as a boy to be like the provider, to be the person that's going to get the shit done. Because if you want something done, you do it yourself. And mm. that goes into like every endeavor. Mm. I-, I can't speak as a woman. I'm sure they have parts of that, but especially being a man, like that's what you're told a strong man is. Mm. When in reality, a strong man is doing exactly what you did and caring about your family mm. and then maybe asking for help or maybe not and getting it done at the end of the day as long as your family are fed and everything's okay you did the, mm. the right thing right yeah and checking your ego and putting it away is that's a, that's another key message of buddhism and and mm. and the uh the messages that we're trying to get through before, today, so. before we get into the other story one yeah, yeah, thing yeah. i found so interesting is i used to have anxiety attacks when i was younger i had mm-hmm. a, like a lot of traumatic stuff that happened like when I was a kid and mm-hmm. there was like particular times I remember this one time I thought my mom was dying she was just sleeping but I convinced myself because I must have went through a stage that she was dying and I remember crying like next to her actually thinking that she was dying and, wow. and the best way I can put it is like you know those wooden blocks you have as a kid like when you're in primary school and stuff yeah. and you mm-hmm. got like the 50s the 20s or whatever yeah. it felt like one of the 10 blocks were in my mouth uh-uh and okay. it's like, yeah, like that's what it actually felt like. And that's how I knew that that state was coming on. I would feel that space in my mouth. Wow. And I'd be like, oh no. And then I would freak out. Wow. Yeah. And then um, in that moment as a kid and I getting older and being more mature and looking back at it, obviously it had something to do with the situations that I was um, like acclimatized to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's not a usual thing. Mm-hmm. You obviously don't know that as a kid, but- what I learned to do is find that feeling and sort of flip it mm-hmm. and sort of find a God complex narrative within the emotion. And then it's very interesting as I got older. So that's actually how I stopped these states is at first it would be anxiety provoking, but then like I would sort of flip it on itself that it's like, actually this feeling is good. This feeling is like, my mind working at 300%. It's like, imagine what I could do <laughs> if I yeah. could do, be like this forever yeah. and learn in like some like dark, twisted, like dark night Batman complex of like, my <laughs> uncle was shot in the face. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking build this car. Yeah. I'm going to do something. Block mouth, boy. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. And then, yeah. But as I got older, I realized that it's an actual stream of science because- when you go through certain states and your body releases hormones, the, the exact same hormones are released, for example, like an anxiety attack versus you being like on top of the world. It's the same dump of chemicals into your bloodstream. It's just the consciousness in which you 
and the relationship you have with that moment. Mm. So yeah, interesting, interesting thing. I like wow, it. Wow, that's cool. He's, Thank he's, you, dude. He's our source of enlightenment. In the uh, the podcast, me and Del, we just talk shit and then he brings in the, the, the wisdom. <laughs> it's good. That was nice. I like that. All right, so... Uh, okay, another story. Uh, I liked this story. <clears throat> this one's called A Cup of Tea. Oh, Very short again. I apologise if I get the pronunciations of the names wrong in this one. They're probably all dead now anyway, don't worry. Nan In, a Japanese master during the Meiji era, 1868 to 1912, received a university professor, so a university professor came to visit him, to inquire about Zen. Nan In served him tea. He poured the visitor's cup full and then kept pouring. The professor watched the, the cup overflow until he could no longer restrain himself and he said, it's over full, it will, no more will go in. And then Nanin said, like this cup, you are full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I show you Zen unless you empty your cup first? So. I reckon that one was weaker than the first one. It is, it is weaker, but this is, I guess, more about being a bit more... Coming out of pl- well for me, he's l- he's lucky that bit worked though. Because what happens if that English professor was like, oh, "I better not say anything," and then he only had a certain amount of tea, <laughs> and then, like, he was relying on there being like the professor was going to call him before he ran out of tea. What was he going to go get another pot? Like imagine <laughs> three hours later, the English was just watching. Well, I'm assuming if that was to happen, it would never have been a story that was told on. Fast, oh, yeah, fair call. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this isn't <laughs> when you put historical. it like that. This is that's a real story. Yeah. So that's the story of uh, what he did. For me, that's uh, is that that whole my cup runneth over. No, that means that you have lots of good shit, eh? I think if you're not willing to hear the other sides because your head's full of your opinions and your uh, look, look at the left and the right now. There's sort of confirmation bias. They're just filling themselves with the same information on both sides. We talked about it last week with um with Corey. It's a bit more. Um, of a confirmation bias thing at the moment. I guess it's the same sort of thing. If you're not willing and open to learn and and um, and yeah, become a better person or or at at least willing to hear these things, that's the same message, I guess. Yeah, you have to be willing. But also, he didn't have any opinions on Zen. He travelled all the way to the other side of the world <laughs> to learn about this new topic. He had no. His cup was empty. Yeah. To be fair, he was he was riffing in the moment, so it's okay. Yeah, like if it wasn't said before, like that's original. Yeah, I like how they. uh, I'm I'm starting to like the vibe of this, so that they do a physical thing, and Mm. then then they compare that to a spiritual idea. And yeah, because I felt I I find like getting it now. (laughs) So (laughs) they've always got it. Their stories, like it's it's the stories give a far more meaning to what how we could explain it. So, do you know what I mean? Like, especially sure. someone like me who's not as eloquent as a Zen master who can't um, articulate things the way I, I really want to sometimes. You know, me trying to explain a situation instead of just creating a situation where you go, ah, oh, I get what you're saying. Does, does that mean then, like, you guys are spirit, you, get, you if, if, go deeper into that? There's no, like, it doesn't say, does that mean you're always constantly supposed to be emptying your cup? Like, if you're, if, if your cup's always, like, so you can only get one lesson every kind of, 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I completely like, get what you're saying. So, like, yeah. he's got to empty his cup before he can get this new information and fill his cup up again. But then your cup's full. So then what are you going to do? You have to dump it again. So you yeah. never actually hold on to any idea ever. And that's, You're always just constantly refreshing your opinions. Is, is that, that what that means? Is that the thing? Just be. And just, just exist just as an empty exist cup. As what it is then. Fill me up. Yeah. The cup is the it's limit. Then. That's where he fucked up. It shouldn't have been a cup. It should have been a torus-shaped object <laughs> in a six-dimensional, and you should have been a dot. He goes, look, think about this. Right? Think about this. You're nothing. Like idiot magic. <laughs> Fuck the cup. And it's like, hits the tee off. You traveled here. I'm going to teach you something. And then, yeah, no, Taurus. Do you know what a Taurus shape is? No, what she's a oh, Taurus. Fuck, I can't even tell someone to bring it up. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's a Taurus <laughs> shape. It's like I'm gonna a cop. The today. <laughs> it's like a cop, but if the cop had a hole on that end too, and then it's That's like a, tube. a cylindrical. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, like a tube, but yep. it goes around it. Okay, so. And then in and folds in on it. Taurus. And that's actually what like the Taurus star sign is supposed oh. to represent. Taurus. That sort of personality trait, I think. I'm fairly sure, like the openness in that way. Okay. Oh. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then like, if like you put it- It's like a circle. It's like, a, cir- like, it's like a donut. Yeah, but it goes in. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I've seen people bring it up like that, like on a sidewards angle. That's why I did it like that. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, no, no tea, just Taurus. Yeah, that's you should have done it as a Taurus. <laughs> Imagine a guy telling, look at that. That but when I tell this story next time, I'll be like, look, an Englishman <laughs> came to visit a Japanese dude. He got himself off bull. He's like, fuck this bull and fill it with semen. And he's like, it's Phil already. There's too much semen in this bull. Do you think it's more about like never being, never being uh, closed-minded in any situation yeah, and gotta, addressing every moment as it, as it should be addressed? You have addressed to receive all the ideas and options, which is also bad because some ideas and options are dumb. So dumb. Yeah, but at the time the they might feel right and they're – and that's what they are. Sounds dangerous. Could be. This is why Japan got invaded over that period. Ooh. It's dangerous. <laughs> Actually, they, they, started, they started expanding. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting uh, one, but I, yeah. I, I think it, the, the key message there for me is definitely just to be open to um, all ideas without- I feel uh, like I, I rarely am sometimes. It, it, you got that cognitive bias when you're going into a situation where you're like, oh, I don't- respect anything that's good. You know what I mean? And you know you're closed off to, mm. an, to that situation. I realise that even about like places, some places I've been and it's like, well, you're never going to have a good time because you're never open to it. You're never open to just like smiling and having fun. You're just like, from the moment you got there, you're like, this sucks, I want to leave. Yeah. Which means yeah, you're yeah. never, you already had all these preconceived, because people, I've found are always people, especially socialising. Yeah. If I've been nice to someone out in public, it's rarely are they never not nice back and you have a great time. Yeah. So it's like, every time I've gone somewhere, I all thought that sucked. That was on me. Yeah. I was the one that made that suck. So what, uh, you know, the, when someone says, you should watch this TV show? Yeah. And you're like, no, fuck him. I'm not going to watch his TV show. Yeah, I never do. Yeah, <laughs> like, but like you watch it and you're like, oh, it's fucking this awesome. This is wicked. <laughs> but um, I guess that's that sort of thing. You just don't want, you want to be the one that sort of initiates the the fun. You want to you want to discover the show. You want to come up with the idea. But um, yeah, again, it comes back to that openness. Like if someone tells me a better idea, the way I've been doing it wrong, check my ego and go, Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I should do it like that. It is actually the better. monkeys up the ladder thingy. Yeah, or at least be open to trying it. And if it's not, oh no, that wasn't. 
you, you're wrong yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. tell them and then they have to fucking make sure evidence. their cup's empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good because then not only have you learned something new, mm. you also get to rub it in someone's face. <laughs> which is, best. which is, I'm sure, what all Buddhists love to do. Man, Buddhists <laughs> love rubbing shit in people's face. I know it when they're sitting there all happy, you can tell they're like, I'm more content than you. You're like, yeah, fuck up. Uh, I know you are. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to get to Nirvana. <laughs> so, do you know why I don't call myself a Buddhist anymore? Because you're white. Because Buddhists, that don't believe in materialism and and, and labels and attachment and labels. oh, so you can't be a Buddhist. So if you're it, actually a Buddhist, you can't be a Buddhist. No, it's just a, by claiming Buddhism, you're not doing. If Buddhism you are right. a Buddhist, you are doing the opposite of what a Buddhist should be doing. That's hard. So Buddhism is That's less so cool. I think Buddhism is less a state of mind and a person. It's more of a tool and a like a. It's like a guide. To, uh, to like a ladder, you're not a ladder user. You just used a ladder once. Yeah, is that right? No, that's not right. <laughs> I, I thought mind. it made sense. Yeah. I'm sorry, but oh, so you like. <coughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, that's just really cool, though. Yeah, yeah so it's like it's Buddhist. this whole. It's it's so Buddhist. Anyone who claims to be a Buddhist isn't a Buddhist. So if next time someone they, says that they're a Buddhist, I'll be like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're exactly. doing that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the opposite of Christianity. It's actually really bad marketing because Christianity is real smart. There's a line in the Bible where Jesus is like, if you ever deny me to someone, I will deny you in heaven forever and ever and ever. So yeah. if anyone ever asks me if I'm a Christian, I say yes mm. because I don't want there to be the chance that it's not. And then Jesus denies me forever <laughs> and ever because that's genius marketing. So I'm on that team now forever whereas Buddhism's like no you can't tell people you're with me like this is secret well, we this talk- is fight club shit bro. well we talked about uh, I, we talked about this on the way in like the repent yeah uh, last minute the, the born again Christians like you can do what you want and then last minute just go yeah but ah. that was all really came in so you could buy that forgiveness and then you can start giving material monies and stuff to be like oh, I'm forgiven so I donated all this cash and shit it was just a way to like commercialise forgiveness because Jesus already got us forgiven that's why he got stabbed in the hands that's why he was a hand stabber. <laughs> so then, but he got he us. It. He got us forgiven then, but not forever, hey? Yeah, it was more of mostly, yeah. And then you just have to be. You still have to give your heart and soul and all that sort of shit to God and all that sort of. Stuff. For your life, or can you just yeah. at the last minute go? No, well, you still so have, sorry. I repent. I am. I, I mean, I it's believe. real blurred lines, but it's also that idea of like, um, is it Jesus? Yeah, the song blurred, blurred lines, lines, the rapey Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was about Jesus. Yeah, that actually. was about Jesus. No, because fuck. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus said a sin is a sin is a sin. So if you look at a woman and lust over her, like that song, if you look at a woman and lust over her, that's just as bad as fucking her. Like a sin is a sin is a sin. If you knowingly think about doing a sin, if you knowingly commit a sin, you've, you've done the wrong thing. So if you knowingly be a piece of shit your whole life and then just be full of death, they be like, sorry, God, he knows you're not being sorry, you rat bag. So that's where the lot, like according to the paperwork, yeah, but if you actually are sorry in your heart of hearts, you know, no, I'm sorry. But if you've actively done mm. the wrong thing thinking you've got to get out of jail free card at the end by being like sorry big dog like they, they can see your heart they see you they know your intent and uh, your intent is yeah, your intent's most yeah yeah so that makes 100% sense that's why like you, you can commit a sin without knowing it as long as you didn't know what you're doing you'll be tickety boo because if God is what he what the what religion states he is is everything and everything at any any point in any yeah, time it would know every yeah that's why I love and that I shouldn't even say he like it it yeah they, they, them, them. <laughs> they, them. I don't know, but it's it's the whole like if we are the universe experiencing yourself, which is one I like. That's the, the one of, I That's like, pretty yeah. much it. So you get judged by how you experience this part of the universe, and if yeah. you did it wrong, maybe you don't get to have fun in the big party. Yeah, but do you think heaven and hell are uh, just metaphors for um, state of minds within, like anxiety? I don't know because it's the, probably that primitive. This shoot too shall pass. Heaven is like a state of. Uh, a bliss and hell is when you're suffering anxiety and, and sadness. But is that that's all it could be? 
And, it, and I suppose it's very primitive <laughs> just to be like a human and, and like assume that there's right. Because you want to be like, no, you should get punished. If yeah. you've done the right thing and been, been good and nice to people and made everyone else's experience good and their experience of you was mm. happy and love, mm. then you should get rewarded for that. But also like, should you? Why? I'm just a guy that's decided if you do the right thing, you get a reward. If you do the bad thing, you get punished. But yeah. when is that ever true in nature? So you see little babies get eaten by bigger predators all the time. There's no... Like, you know what I mean? Shit's unfair all the time. So there probably shouldn't be some cosmic reward. So I, I sit there and think, like, back on a neighbour I had as a, a problem neighbour, really bad neighbour. And he... Was he the stair bear one? Stair bear? Yeah, maybe. Was it your house and... He would just, like, he'd come and film me. Oh, no, okay, different. Followed what the fuck? Yeah, followed With my, your kid? Yeah, yeah. He followed my wife to work. Um, he stole my dog. And this isn't just me. This is, like, the whole street. This is why we sold our house and moved. And... um. You, you could look at someone like him who's problematic, sets out to, to be a fucking cunt, like be an asshole, and didn't ever seem to get what was coming to him. It was always like the cops said, no, we can't do it. He always acts within the law. You know, like he just toes the line and he's – yeah, he'd, he'd drive past your house at five in the morning with his car blared on purpose or he'd have spotlights on the top of his roof and shine him into um, our neighbours' houses and, and our house. What um, the fudge? Came on – first night home at um, – we brought my daughter home from the hospital when she was born. The, you know, he'd come on our property and started filming under our cars and stuff and, yeah, he was a – What yeah. the fuck? So we, we can go into that in some other point. But let's use him as a That's very when you just start smashing window. No offence. Yeah, no, I got – I got, I've, I Terrorise him back. I got very angry at him a few times and it always ended up coming back on me. Um, so, like, for example, like, he, he was um, – he, he, he was – doing a big construction site in his front yard and he just basically just put it all over the front of the road. Um, I remember chucking some of his rubbish back onto his driveway and I got done for littering. He called the cops, had it on film that I put the rubbish onto his driveway. Uh, stuff like that. So he's a very pl- problematic sort of person. This and is where you're like, sometimes you lightly look at the, maybe we do need like a group, an organised group of like strong guys who like do <laughs> bad things that wouldn't mind beating the fuck out of that guy. Uh, do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, sometimes so that's good for society. So he got, um, he got, he did get a fine once, like a $30,000 fine for headbutting a, like a 16 or 17 year old girl at a college. <laughs> what? Yeah, this guy was a genuine. It's a fine. You should go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, oh, you headbutted a child. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, thirty grand. Like I said, he stole he's not me. even doing this for content. That yeah, is yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he, like I said, he stole my do- dog. I remember when, the day I moved out. He's like, the day you get famous, which thanks, mate. I'm glad you he think I'm going to get out. He believes in me. Thanks. He's like, I've got all this stuff on you. I'm going to release it, so I can't wait for it to be released. It'll be, so now so all the listeners, I could, we can do a whole episode on him, mate. It was. It, it was intense. What like a rat bag! He he would he called up all my clients um, from my B thirty two business and told them that I was a criminal. Um, I'm going to steal their money. Tried to fortunately. Wow. When, fortunately, when I first started my business, did he like all, you? Like romantically? Yeah, that sounds no, like he had the no, hots. He, he, he had a um. He literally had. Um, I'm pretty certain she was a mail order bride as well. Um, and I'm I'm not being like stereotypical. I'm ninety nine percent sure she was a mail order bride. Um. Um, but uh, yeah, he called them all up, and fortunately, at the start, all of my clients were all my friends that I'd asked their businesses if I could start working for them, and I, I they already knew the situation because yeah. they'd seen all my snap stories and stuff. Um, 
yeah, he was a problem. So that was okay. But he would do that. And this isn't just me. He would do this. This is everyone on the street. He had like six restraining orders he was on a him from the, from the <laughs> thing. <laughs> the point I'm trying to go at is this guy is never seemed to get what was coming to right, him. Right, yeah. But is his hell or his punishment the fact that he's constantly in conflict? Imagine being him every day. You Const- wake up every day and you've got that much of a bee in the bonnet inside yourself oh, that you have to film under your neighbour's cut. Exactly. Like, the fact that he was doing that, he must be such an unhappy person. Now, There's not a moment where he sits down and has a cup of tea and be like, oh, I like my life. 90% of the time, I would be completely fine. I'd come at it from that perspective, go, I actually feel sorry for him. It's it's annoying for us, but he I feel sorry for him. a broken man. Exactly. Sometimes I'd Someone break. Someone break his face I would, too. I would break. Like one morning when he was um, – he didn't – mowed his lawn and he blew all his grass clippings over onto the neighbour's lawn and they'd always clean it up and um, I just fuck it. I, I went off and I started yelling at him he's like you I don't know he would stalk me on social media obviously and he'd go you fuck this isn't what a Buddhist does is it they don't yell at people and stuff like that he'd use that against me but regardless yeah so f- to be in that situation I feel like his punishment is he's constantly in a state of yeah, they can't like be good. Conflict. Well, he can't talk about his problems with his wife. She doesn't speak English. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, of course, you also be didn't feeling. pay for that package. I'm you sure. have to pay for the care package. I'm <laughs> sure that, that, that it will happen one day. There, there will be an upcoming. Upcomings? Upcomings? Come up and. Come up, come up and. Uh, there, there will be something happen to him in some way. I'm sure of it. So he will tick the wrong person off, um, which he's done a few times, but. I think that's, that's what, what he wants. That's all, but there's that thing like, you know, when people try to act tough, and you're always there's always someone tougher. There's always someone badder than you are, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And people act crazy. There's always going to be someone crazier, and the ne- the person that he deals with, someone will just stab him in the neck. So there there's, was there's the next level from that crazy is just straight up violence. Yeah. And so he will run into some just people pushing everyone. Normal people like whoa, he will meet another crazy who will just what was that in rock and roller with the pencil? Yeah. That yeah. will happen. Yeah. That's how that shit happens because mm-hmm. crazy meets crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if you listen listening to this podcast right now and recording it and keeping it on his thing. That's the sort of crazy he is. Like I constantly get added to. Um, I've moved away like three, or four, three, two years ago, three years ago, and I still get added to like, um, you know, he adds me to mail lists and stuff like that. So yeah, mail cool. list. What did you do? Nothing. No, <laughs> nah. That's the other thing we have. Oh yeah. So like, what I, were you I doing? killed no, his dog no, no, and that's why he stole no, it. No. So I asked him, "What have What have I done? What? Yeah, why, why? Why do you hate me?" So one day, he followed my wife to work. At the time, my wife at the time, uh, to work, and <coughs> Steph said he was st- staring at uh, staring at me, something along those lines. Can't remember what it was. Anyway, um, uh, he followed her to work, and I was like, "That's you can't fucking That's just so follow her to work." Scary. Yeah, and like literally just went around the car park and then followed back and then came back and went home, and um, I just was like, "Okay." I'm going to go ask if it's just a coincidence. Did you have to go to the same place that my wife went to? Were you, what were you doing? Um, and so I, I, rem, I remember him saying, I, I went to knock on the door, no answer, no nothing. I just ended up forgetting about it. And then I, I just, um, I was like, it must have been a coincidence. And then all of this, these things started happening over the, the next couple of years. And I remember at one point asking him why. And he's like, the day you came and knocked on my door is the day you stepped on. Oh, the day you stepped on. Oops. Fuck off. 
Is that's the, him. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Dude, if that was him, yeah. I would get up and leave. The day, yeah, the, the day <laughs> you, on. the day you, uh, you stepped onto my property, um, is the day you overstepped your boundaries. He follows your wife, and you overstep. Oh, yeah. And so this is the, this is the always the issue. So I just, um, uh, yeah, I think there was a. There was a – he didn't like that because for, for whatever reason he said at one point he didn't like the fact that we walked our dog without a lead. So my dog is – if anyone who knows my dog, it's Border, oh, border Collie. He's the fucking most well-behaved dog going around. And um, we just – we were like 200 metres from the park and we'd walk to the park on a very quiet street and back. I think he had a problem with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of issues. He he definitely had some sort of issues, I think, as well. So um, if you're just living your own life, though, you shouldn't notice any of this stuff. Like I don't know what my neighbours do out the front of the house. Why am I watching that? I'm inside my house yeah, doing inside house shit, and then if I'm outside my house, I'm not there. Yeah. Who the fuck even knows what their neighbours does? Yeah, exactly. He de- he had a lot of um he had a lot of problems. He had, uh, he had cameras all over his house. He he had cameras on his sunglasses. So he had the spy sunglasses. Oh, this so, is actually scary. Crazy. Yeah, he'd record every conversation. So I feel like his again, um, he's probably got some issues. But at the same time, his his um, punishment is, you know, yeah. It's yeah I do it's, kind of. I want to. I'm very angry at what he's done to you. Though. Oh, 100. percent I, 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 I do would, feel sad for like that person exists. Like he's not having. I, I, when was the last time he probably had a good day? Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'll, what I'll try and do is no, no, actually, no, make sure there is the biggest gap between you and them for that the which rest I of your have. Life and ever. the day we left, I, I felt this just load off like I don't have yeah. to care about him. He can, <sighs> it was the same as the anxiety attack fucking leaving. It was like this, oh, dude, I'm a, I'm a psycho, and what I would have done is got out and helped him. And seeing how long I could play his oh, no. same game. Right. I did this similar stuff. Win his trust. Yeah, no, I, I was nice to him, kind to him, asking how his day was going. Um, he wouldn't oh, say no. anything. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, uh, yeah. And, this, and again, I've got to stress this wasn't just me and our family. This was. Like the whole street. No, you're I mean, very like, calm and smart. I would have accidentally not been no, like, I lost my shit a couple I, of times. I, just, I don't have the self control. I would have just done something stupid, and then mm. I would have been in trouble. Mm. It was it was a it was a learning. I felt for me it was a learning experience. That's how I felt. Like I felt like I needed to learn how because I was preaching these like things to my mates. Like yeah. I I've turned to Buddhism. Oh, this is how I would approach this situation. Then I'd find myself in situations where ninety percent of the time I'd hold my temper and then I'd snap. Yeah, well, that's it though. You become this like beacon for good. You wanted to put good energy out there. So the world was like, no, fuck that, man. Yeah. You want to be a little beacon for hope. I'm going to make you. you live next to a rat bag. It yeah. tests you for sure. But so yeah. what, you converted to Buddhism and then like this sort of parable happened in your life? Um, well, it wasn't straight away. It would have been a couple of years after, but yeah. Okay. It was like a, it, w- it genuinely was like a, um, it was like a lesson for me. It was yeah, a, stop being a Buddhist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go fucking knock him I'm the fuck out. I'm not a Buddhist. <laughs> my name is lovely. <laughs> he, he was a kind of a person. I'm not going to lie. He was. Um, he's a bad person, but fuck him. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Lesson. Like I said, I think his his hell is the fact that he lives like this Existence. constantly. Yeah, which would be the worst. Or he loves it, and that's his heaven. Just a just a. a uh, just to give you the, uh, and there are people. Like ju- yeah, <laughs> just saying. Just to typify the type of person he was, he um, he didn't work, um, and he had uh, what do you call it when they um, when they get money from the government for injury? 
Oh, comp, comp. Disability combo. combo. Disability combo, but That's he'd be out so there good. working on his house like So he was a shameless sh- character. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was yeah, shamelessly lying to the government to get his compo and then yeah, I found it. That's the last person you should lie to, too. Mm. The people with like unlimited big power boy. and all the money <laughs> and all the way of fucking with your life. They have unlimited cameras for all of your cars. The <laughs> had, so. They've got everything now. I seen the other day. There's uh, and I don't want to go back down down all the the the, the stuff that we were talking about last week. But um, the we talked about this so many times that they're eventually at some point going to do. Uh, punish you for not complying with what the state feels is you is in your best interest for what this I'll stress that again for what the state feels is in your best interest <laughs> Queensland is now taking money off teachers that don't comply with their covid mandates and um, guidelines which is just a baby step towards um, total domination this is just a, a very small example of what will happen and, and when it comes down to a certain point where we do have centralised income that's digital, which we've already seen what happened in Canada when they just stopped, froze people's bank accounts for donating to the trucker convoy, like we can see how bad it can be. Yeah. If you disagree, and it doesn't have to be COVID. This could be like you disagree with um, uh, censorship or you disagree with being um, you know, sp- oh, what it, uh, spied on all the time. And if you decide to protest against that, they're going to go, oh, well, fuck you. Fucking your bank account is frozen. No money for you. That's why there's like those, um, the car thing was interesting. Someone mentioned it like five, six years ago. It was when you have autonomous cars and shit. If you look at like the amount of people that die or get hurt in cars and all this sort of stuff, cars are so crazy dangerous. I'm not allowed to have a gun, yeah, right? yeah, 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 but yeah, I yeah. can have this fucking one ton vehicle that I can get up to 200 kilometers an hour. Like, mm. how is that allowed? So they're going to take that shit off, you know? It'd be a situation like a, glo- a, a government Uber in 50 years where it's like, oh, I want to come to the studio. Mm. So I press the button and the next automated car that's coming through will let me in it. So if they don't want you to go to a place, no cars will go to those streets. And if we so don't there'll be, So it's, yeah. there won't be, there will be a point in not our lifetime, probably the next next one where you don't get the choice of being able to drive a car mm. it'll be illegal it'll be like no no dude that's crazy you can't just drive this yourself and we let if, the computer do it if we don't think it's it's gonna happen in the future where they have complete control over everything you do even biden recently. not me though because <laughs> i'm gonna be super rich and live on an island <laughs> so. you'll be part of the problem probably get, <laughs> probably get a shark the um did epstein's island go up on a discounted price <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i actually thought that oh yeah. i wouldn't go there because spiritually it would be contaminated as yeah. fuck yeah, it's so it dodgy, but it'll um, be a good investment property for another eccentric. What about no name? What I'd like to know, actually, out of interest, there, we, we, I, can't, I love how we just automatically, instinctively go to these sorts of conversations, even though we want to be Zen and stuff. We'll go back to Zen in a moment, but um, the Black Book, like it's funny. Well, yeah, where's all the clients? It, it's funny because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell got convicted for trafficking children and grooming children for twenty-seven people that don't exist. <laughs> it's like if I got charged with being a drug dealer, but you had no drugs and no clients, you'd be like, uh, who did I can sell you, it to? Give me the list of the people I sold it to. Can my mom at least see? So she, she can rest. Yeah, no so one's going to believe me. So why are they not being investigated? The 27 people she, she trafficked 
trafficked children too. Maybe it's one of those behind the scenes things, you know. I hope, I hope so. And I really do like hope so. Fucked up and because you can't, and you can't say, let's say Cam McLaren is on this list and, not. and you're not a pedophile. You're not being <laughs> I'm trafficked. not. Let's just put okay. that out there. Okay. Guys, okay. can guessing, we just quickly say that <laughs> none of us here. Let's say you are on the list and you're clearly not and then they announce this list of 27 people. Yeah, that people, tube's not going back in the toothpaste Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I understand Understand why they don't just? That's so funny. I understand why, for legal reasons, they don't just go. These are the twenty-seven. Yeah, these are the people. But if you were in that book, I'd be very surprised that you're not. What Um, happens if it was Trump? What happens then? Would you be mad? Would you be sad? No, I, 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 I. if this is the thing. This is where my cup, like I, I, at the moment, I like what Trump's doing because he's standing up to some of the things that I don't like. But it still doesn't necessarily mean I don't think he's infallible. Infallible. Um, Dude, if I steal, yeah. if I steal from a store, <laughs> if I steal from a store, they put my fucking name on the board and they go, "This guy is fucked. Watch yes, out for him." Boy. If you see him, probably call the cops. But they don't show us this. Yeah, and then and then I say this, and they go, "Stop asking such hard hitting questions." Yeah, I'm like, this is well, not- maybe it should just be a thing that only teenage girls get the list. Like if you're six to 15, 16, <laughs> 17, right? Just send it to all these girls. Like if any of one of these 27 people want to chat to you, just don't. Yeah. Like, if they can shut up bank o- accounts. Yeah, they will offer you a Mercedes, who's, but don't listen. And this, this this list will come out at some point. So just do the list in the format of a Snapchat story. <laughs> it's a global thing. I know him. Who, okay. who is your guarantee is on that list? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Wasn't it like 40? Seven rides on the plane, mate. He and is hundred like, percent. Rogan on that pointed list. out. Rogan pointed out that he's been flying with his best friends for like twenty years, going to all these shows, and there's there's no one he's ridden on a plane with forty six times. Yeah. So like, you have to be pretty tight with someone to be going on a plane that many times mm-hmm. to rape Island. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come here, come here. Rape is so much scarier when you include like Egyptian mythology in it and then tombs. And then, you know, like rape itself is already so high on the echelons of don't do that. And then you it's add- It's right up there. It's pretty high up there. <laughs> right? You only have a few spots like genocide. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you incorporate it with spiritual endeavor of reaching a plane- of energy that you can't do unless you're taking advantage of a child, which is what happened. And then Netflix don't even talk about the actual, like it's not just that he slapped someone on the ass. Like these people were dressing up and doing a cult like thing. The owl stuff, hey, with the owl. Oh yeah, Bohemian Grove and the Illuminati. Yeah, we we should do a deep, actually, do you know what? I don't know if I, I've done a deep dive into Child pedophilia and trafficking. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It it's, actually yeah, ruined. I just don't want to think about it yeah, at all. Mate, to be it, honest. it actually. Yeah, I, the 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 last time I really looked into it, I watched a documentary. Um, an insider stuntman in Hollywood um, got wind of a few things that were going on and just used his connections to to build this documentary. Um, and I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. I, I mean, if you're interested in learning about that stuff, I'd recommend it, but. I also recommend not watching it because I couldn't sleep. I've got a daughter and yeah. I could not fucking sleep. It it made me feel sick because this was real stuff. They weren't like – there was some stuff in there where they, you know, 
throwing some people under the bus that you're like, oh, I don't know, there's no proof of that, but let's um, let's agree to disagree on that one. But like the actual, what the methods are and the, and the reality of the situation and the numbers and figures of kids that go missing and stuff, it was, it was disgusting. It was, it was horrific. So I don't, actually don't recommend looking into it almost. That's yeah. the that sad thing as well. Like it's something, it's, it's one of our most horrific crimes on earth and it's going on in, in regards, and so we, you're saying in regards to the topic of child pedophilia or whatever, your trafficking. your cup is full. My cup is full. <laughs> you, you can't. I know. I know what's. More. I know what's going on. This will pass. Like, I don't have a kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not old enough to be trafficked. I'm safe from this issue. I'm just gonna be put the blankers on and yeah. try not to think of the. So my, like my and, and yeah, when you're so getting thrown in the van, this will pass. So it's, my it's, my three guarantees are Bill Clinton. Hello. Oh. Can you not hear? Oh, my thing. Oh, your head must have been. been Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, My my three guarantees are Bill Clinton, uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates? Bill Gates. That's why Melinda left him. Anyone that wears a pink sweater that much is a pedophile. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Gates, um, Bill Clinton, and I would all, uh, my other guarantee. Bill Belichick. I was just going with the bills. Here's the. Uh, No, Prince, Prince Andrew. Oh, Prince oh, yeah. Andrews, oh, that's not fair. That's already out That's there. what I mean, yeah. So those okay. are my three guarantees. All right. Well, um, You got any guarantees? He's like the top pick for the season, really. I hope it's someone like Ellen. <laughs> well, we don't hope, but you... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't hope that Ellen's committed crime, but it'd be interesting. Mate, the people that are rumoured to be in these, these lists and these societies is ridiculous. That guy who called out um, uh, Seth Green, is Seth Green the little... The little yeah, from Buffy. Is Seth Green the one from uh, Austin Powers? Oh, yeah. I suppose Austin, Austin, Austin Powers, Powers, but he was Buffy. also on Buffy. <laughs> Buffy yeah. uh-huh. so People a, with culture there's understand a Canadian, that he was a werewolf from Buffy. Uh, <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember the actor's name, but there's a Canadian actor uh, who started calling out Seth Green as a child uh, no. molester and a pedophile, and uh, he died the same day in a car accident. What the fuck? Yeah. So Seth Green's also a murderer? <laughs> no, Seth Green, I suppose he's the size of a child. He could well, he, he, it, look, He's best friends with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Then he's <laughs> but anyway, this uh, that's uh, that doesn't prove anything. That doesn't mean like, because the guy who called him out died in a That's so accident. suspicious. It if is. I know I'm about to die though, I'm going to make some he heinous full- claims and then die. And be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Just take, burn the world to the ground. I love it. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's. Okay, that so that's so heavy. That man. got heavy. My heart hurts. I need. We need. We need. <sighs> <sighs> we need Zen. <laughs> oh, fuck up that. Up, man. <laughs> All right. I don't know how that got from that from our cup being full, but that's um, why I tried to like. Bring it back. Yeah, you just started it. I did, and I ended it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is a cool one. Okay. This is just a cool one. It's very short. It's um. It's about. I think it's more subjective and mind moving mind. Two men are arguing about a flag flapping in the breeze. It's the wind that is really moving, stated the first one. No, it's the flag that is moving, contended the second. A Zen master who happened to be walking by, happened to be walking by, just... <laughs> <laughs> what else did you have for Zen master? It's like you have a job. <laughs> happened to be walking by. Overheard the debate and interrupted and said, neither, of the fl- neither, the, neither the wind or the flag is moving. It is your mind 
that moves. I don't think that Zen Master understands how flags work. <laughs> Was he just a heroin addict? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, bro, it's definitely within the window of the flag. <laughs> I, think, I think the message in that one is uh, that before TV, people used to just talk about flags. <laughs> before they had a show or like something's footy to watch or something, everyone's just like, yo, you want to stand outside and talk about this flag? Uh, I'm going to uh, – my, my perspective on that story and the message within it is – more, probably more leaning towards the fact that <clears throat> both are playing their part within the moving. It's just your mind that's the, the subjective mind that chooses which is moving. It's it's part of it's more of a like a what's your perspective sort of right. thing. It's your mind that's creating the movement in regards to no, but the movement's happening. The moving's happening. Sorry, the, your it's your mind that's creating the reasoning behind. Right. Movement. So you're if you yeah okay cool cool cool. That, that's actually really good because as I, I get caught up a lot. My little personal thing is I always assume things are against me. You're either for me or against me. So mm-hmm. when things happen, there's a little moment I have to be like, hey, this isn't about you. Like yeah. They're just doing that. It's not a thing against you. It's just a thing that's happened. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's almost that. Like the thing is happening. Like it's undeniable that person is doing something. Yes. But it's me deciding that either their intent is to get me or their intent is whatever, and you choose that in your head, and then all of a sudden you either give a fuck or you don't. And that, that's one of my little things I always, not always, but there's moments where it has to be like, oh, no, that's not about you. I think there is another story that's specifically what you've just said as well in that. Mate, maybe I'm maybe. the Zen master. Oh. <laughs> the Zen master, but you silly gooses, what are you doing with that flag? <laughs> Neither is moving. It is your mind, you dumb duffers. Uh, am I the only one who just can't get past the fact that a Zen master was just... He just happened to be walking by. <laughs> just walking by two people They're arguing about the flags, man. Yeah, I don't know. What would you say is, in your opinion, let's go past the, me- the, the message, what would you say is moving, the flag or the wind? Well, the yeah. flag is moving. The flag is definitely moving. Otherwise, the flag would just be standing still. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like the wind is moving the flag, but the flag is what's moving. The wind yeah, so is-, is it the wind that's moving past? And Well, wind can't not move. That's what wind is. If yeah, wind isn't moving, it's just air. Air is, but air wind is indicates just, it's, movement. It's wind like, is just pressurized. It's like trough. hot, yeah, hot air moving mm. to cold air, right? That's the whole premise. It's just temperature, and it's, mm. and, and then it. it's like osmosis, <laughs> but not in water. Cumulonimbus. I just wanted to say it because Wolfie said it the other day in a podcast. Cumulonimbus. It's a form of cloud. Okay, cool. Cumulus. Yeah, cloud. Nimbus. Uh, nimbus. That's Harry Potter's. Um, is it? His um little bike thing, Nimbus oh. two thousand or whatever. <laughs> oh, really? I his didn't even bro, bring it his, up. Yeah, his thing. You'd yeah. be good at a trivia night. Yeah, bro. I, I, I thought it was dumb trivia <laughs> night. <laughs> I thought it was a play on the word nimble. Like as oh. a kid, I was like, oh, he's got a cute like little Nimbus thing. Dumbledore. Oh. Anyway, what were we talking about? Sorry. Um, um, the, the flag, is it moving? The flag moving and stuff with science. But I, I don't know. I guess, what the fuck do I know? I get the, the, master I get right. the argument. Is it is it the flag moving or is it the wind moving? It's the flag is move the flag is moving, but what's causing the moving? Because it's not actually moving. The wind is moving it. But if you ask me this out of the blue, we're just standing in a field and you ask me that, I'd be like, <laughs> "Is there something going on, Branchy? Are you okay?" <laughs> I'd be concerned for like your health, your like your well being. Cam, see that flag up there. <laughs> Is that moving or is the wind moving? <laughs> yeah, I agree. So um, that's about perspective then or is it about your mind is what makes it, which is again perspective. What your mind is and, and the perspective side, side of things is, um, I think that is always um, 
that's that's the secret stuff, isn't it? You know the secret. Like it's your mind. That was actually a rip off of another book. Yeah. What was the the book that that was a rip off of, Jamal? I'm thinking oh, outwitting ca- the devil. Oh, did Out- your did your camera go dude, dead? The camera just died. I don't understand. It was full charge. Oh, okay. I'm so, just letting it charge. So me. for five or so minutes, there's not going to be any YouTube. Uh, Delby fucking taking his fucking thing, prick, his camera. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> I don't understand why that thing can shoot 4K but not fucking charge at the same time. I'd rather 1080p with a charge. Yeah, yeah, and I don't understand what that means. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I agree anyway. with you. <laughs> so if you're watching on YouTube, you're only going to see my beautiful face for another for the. You're the star, five. though. Look at how you nice are the you've star, and you've got Hi. the nice lens. You come nice up here glowy. The you're real glowy on the screen. Oh, hey. It's the thanks. way it contorts the light. Contorts oh, a lot. Um, what were you we saying just then? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the secret. Yeah, what's the book? Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. So you think the secret is sort of basically almost a rip-off? It's, it's exactly the same. It's actually that book. Really? Napoleon Hill is the first person to bring it and write it. It's, there's, there's no... So it's not out- even a conspiracy. It's just if you look at the money trail, follow the money. Might follow the money, yeah. Follow the money. So uh, is 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 uh, outwitting the devil? Is that the one you were talking about? Where it's an interview with the devil? Yeah. So that one is the more like esoteric work of Think and Grow Rich. So Think and Grow Rich is in like I was saying to you before, the top ten business books of all time by Forbes of mm-hmm. all time, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the secret is literally simplifying Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah. And then Think and Grow Rich is a simplified version of his other book, which is Outwitting the Devil. Mm. So, so, yeah, I guess that is the mind because it, we we talked about like the secret plenty of times and that's more of a uh, recognising opportunities that were always there, for mm-hmm. example. So like if you, if you go, right, I want to be a podcast host and then you're flicking through and then you see, um, oh, I'm selling podcast equipment, but – you would, in in the past you would have just flicked straight past that because you don't give a fuck about it. But now you want a podcast host, you see the podcast equipment and you go, "Shit, it's a sign! Yeah. I've manifested it." But it's it was a, always there, just yeah. like you always like I want that red car. Oh, now the I car see one gets it. me all the time. Yeah, it's I like you it just everywhere. see it everywhere. So it's always there. You just don't recognize, it. and that's how the secret. That's the secret. So that's it's just more recognizing opportunities. Opening the filter and. Because the opportunities for success or in whatever area that you want to achieve success are always there. They're presented in certain ways in varying levels. Like obviously, and we we use an example that Delby made um, in an episode where we, me and him talked about it. Like Umfufu, the little African kid, might just want a fucking a well to drink out of. But um, our our levels of what we deem to be success might change. But we're always trying to reach for a dream and that little umfufu kid might take fucking 15 years longer to achieve his you know fame success or whatever his dreams and goals might be but um it the the, the secret itself is to just recognize the opportunities that are there so, all the time that surround us so i love what you just brought up like with the idea of him you know how can he manifest like being doing this when mm-hmm. he's like in the middle of central africa like Mauritania or whatever mm-hmm. um so the idea that is presented within like outwitting the devil that is beyond like the level of the secret like which is a a, a little bit more complex is that idea, what you said, is completely valid. How can he do that, mm-hmm. right? But he actually, given that scenario, has more of a chance to do it. Okay, and and this is what the, this book because suggests? All, well, yeah, because all so of a seems, sudden he seems far more your, disadvantaged. Your way, yeah, the more disadvantaged you are, the more of a commodity you are. Mm-hmm. Like you're more valuable as a resource. Okay, That's, why? 
because this guy can then go into another place and be like, I just came here from Africa, a place you've, this place, we only have cows or whatever. I'm sorry if I'm being racist. You can't see me, so you can't hit <laughs> me for it. Right? We only have cows. I've worked, well, let's just say 10 years, whatever, to make enough money to get this plane ticket. It's like any normal person that has the means of helping you will help you in that scenario because that is so mm. amazing. But like if someone came to me I and said- right, If someone came to me and said, I learned English- to do this comedy set, it's my best five minutes. I've, I've done this for five years or whatever and I've come from literally no, no one knows me, yeah. but it was a solid product. Yeah. He's now booked for the next show, right? Yeah. Because now you are more valuable because you're taking that guy from Africa who nobody knows, who still is a good product. That's, you have to be good. Is that because of the compassion and empathy in, inside us as well? That no, we- it's because of the greediness in people and that's the funny thing about it. Because you look at that and you go, that guy, no one knows him. He's the product, the product has to be good. That's the end yeah. of the day. Like you have to be good at what you yeah. do, right? But then you go, I can, I can make someone. And then there's a bit of greed mm-hmm. and there's a bit of ego in there, but there's also helping. Mm-hmm. You can be both. Mm-hmm. You're not just one facet of an individual. Mm-hmm. You're an encompassed human person with flaws, with good traits, with trauma, with bad habits, with good habits. You know what I mean? You can look at someone, still take advantage of them in a way, if you're being honest with yourself and still have a good situation Mm -hmm. at the end for both people, only if you operate through that mindset. Mm. But that's the whole concept of the book. If if your family gets shot in front of you, Mm. you could be a star. You know what I mean? And it's hell hell rough. Yeah. That's so rough. But that's better than going, it's over. There's nothing you can do. Nothing. Because it's a story. So that's right. If you're struggling right now, go get a gun. <laughs> Kill your family <laughs> and Find make something near yourself. and dear to you. Someone that would really hurt if they'd gone. Like I, some people don't give a fuck. I don't concur to that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's but because if you, you really yeah, would. I read the book you. though, did you? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I understand you. I'm, I'm riffing and stuff and yeah, I'm being a little bit extra. Yeah. But that's the whole concept. It's called Seed of Equivalent Virtue. Okay. And in any in any situation, there is a seed of equivalent virtue. Like when I had like my son at such a young age, that was scary, man. All of those emotions, it's a scary thing mm. to go through, to be 20 years old and to not know and to be talented and for people to say, don't do it, you're fucking it up. And then still making the choice. Like that's a horrible situation to be in. Mm. But the seed of that is like, wow, like that is way cooler of a story. Mm than me just what, like not having my son and then doing something that everyone else would have done in that situation. Mm. You know what I mean? The well, fact 100%. That it's so like, for, look, okay, let's use my own, um, the, the, the listeners would know about the, my own story when I ran that 80 kilometre marathon. 80 kilometres is fucking tough challenge. Crazy. Awesome, like story, I guess, to a certain extent. Uh, it's probably made better by the fact, so people who listen to the podcast know that my wife left me the week of, that so having run the marathon with that going through my mind then makes that that sort of that trauma that i was going through then makes that story 10 times better i guess so is that what you're that, sort of- dude, that makes you a hero versus someone that just fucking ran yeah, a marathon yeah because yeah, that also the mental torment because that's all you you're not telling me that's not what you thought about for 80 kilometers yeah 13 hours of uh, 13 100 percent. that's all you would have thought about your nutcase and yeah, you're just yeah. running like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> wouldn't have hurt as much like your legs weren't hurting as much because your heart was bleeding so much yeah yeah, I mean? yeah and even the end of I like that even analogy. the end of the run and i've spoken about this there's this feeling of nothingness and emptiness because of the fact that they were supposed to be there at the end and oh. uh, so that sort of thing and now actually in high Hindsight at the time, fucking hurt and really, um, really hurt mentally. Not, not the run itself, like that whole situation. 
Um, but it makes now me look back on that run with far more fondness for what I got through. So yeah. are you right? It's uh, hell yeah, man. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, but yeah, it, you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're Thank right. You. It's a. It's a. Um, it's a. It's a better. It's a. It's a. Yeah, you can turn trauma into a far better story. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's where we're going with the mind. <laughs> um, okay. I like this story. I don't know if. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I'll read this story. This one's a little bit longer than the last ones. It's not too long, but it's a little bit longer. Oh, wait. Let me put the music on because we need the music. Actually, I'm going to put this one on. <coughs> All right. So, this is the story called The Man Who Said Yes. A man went to a Buddhist monastery for a silent retreat. After he finished, he felt better, calmer, stronger, but something was missing. The teacher said he could talk to one of the monks before he left. The man thought for a while, then asked, How do I find peace? The monk said, I say yes. To everything that happens, I say yes. When the man returned home, he was enlightened. That's a real story as well. And so the question is, why is the man enlightened now? So when he says yes to everything, my perspective, my yeah. um, my breakdown of this story is saying yes to everything means saying yes to the good and the bad. And like we spoke before about moving through situations and accepting them as they are. Um, if you accept a bad situation as what it is, you can then address it and then assess how you're going to move through this instead of you being uh, you saying no and refusing to accept that it's happening does not change the fact that it's happening. No, not at all. So saying yes to life, it's goods, it's bads, it's up So it's not really downs. saying yes, it's acknowledging. Uh, it's saying, acknowledging. It's yes. So the word... Because like, when this is someone like, sort of come up to him and was like, oh, you stab yourself in the leg. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's <laughs> not... No, like... No, no, so not saying yes to life, saying yes to life. As in saying yes Whatever to happens. what life is is giving you, so sure. Um, I think that's I, I I agree. I think it is. Um, if you uh, if you fight against it, it's just going to make things worse. Oh, honey, you need to be accepting of what that situation is. I think that's what. I'm proud of myself to be able to do that, but it also makes you come off a bit like cold sometimes because when shit hits the fan, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, so this is what's For happening sure. now. Like, and people are like, well, you, that's a bit cold, but it's it's just what we're doing now. This is this is what this is now. This is what the show's become. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. 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 Well, I, uh, I think one of our um, one of life's uh, deepest forms of suffering is resistance to what's happening in front of us. If you resist. And resist, it's not going to stop. But sometimes happening. it's hard not to, hey, because 100%. you don't want that. Especially change. I think change is the biggest thing. When you, like a situation changes or something or like mm-hmm. someone like people move away from each other, like whatever, you don't, you resist because you don't. And the new thing might be dope and you can see the new thing's dope, but you still like the old thing. This is why like that message of be fluid like water. Mm. So you can Bruce adapt. Lee. Yeah. Bruce Lee, adapt and change to what's going on around you. And if you say yes to these situations instead of resisting, you're going to flow through Far more, it might not be easy, but yeah. easier than it, the, the path of resistance. Especially when you take that to a subconscious level. Like how far can you go as a, as a being if 
you try to eliminate as much resistance within yourself as possible. And like, if you sit with yourself long enough and you think about where you can take that in every facet of life, in every facet of life, even down, I think to this, even to the smallest things like food, Mm. like the resistance to, I I don't like curry. I just, I haven't liked it, but Mm -hmm. I might like it. You know, you know what I mean? Like I've never liked it. And then every time someone offers to make me a curry and Dan, like uh, who I live with makes uh, phenomenal curries. And he sees that as like a bonding thing, like cooking for someone. Yeah. But then I always turn him down and I say, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't like curry. Mm. And then I always like sit there and go, man, if I just had less resistance and I took out all those memories of the times that I tried a curry and it was bad and I didn't like it. Mm. Like who knows? I could actually like it. And I did that and I took it out and I finally <laughs> caught myself and, you and, I, and I, I'm a curry now. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are a pop dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I finally did it and I loved it. I loved it. And it, it made me it, think, yeah. Why a, did you not like curry? I just never had a curry that I liked, I guess. I mean, I always got it next to the IGA and that place is shut down now. I didn't stand (laughs) the test of time, so maybe it was their curry. Yeah, okay. But my family really liked their curry and they would always order it and I was just like, I don't like this. I would eat white rice. My number one curry. Yeah. Mm, Love it. I think Indian would be my favourite. Yeah, but you're a white Australian mouse. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's fairly. And in saying that, I went to an Indian restaurant, a pretty authentic one, and asked for. um, I was vegetarian at the time, uh, still, so it was a vegetarian meal. I think it was a uh, a uh, like a korma tikka masala or something like that. And they asked me, (laughs) "Do you want it mild? Uh, No, sorry. Do you want it uh, no spice, mild, or hot?" I said, "Nah, I'm fine with hot. It's all good." And they went, "No, no, no, like." Would you like mild or like no spice? And I said, no, 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 I'm good with spice. It's all good. And I legit think I went to another dimension. I really? Was, was that hot? <laughs> I nearly passed out. And you DMT trip. Mate, I, I literally felt like I induced some sort of drug what happens when it gets too spicy. It was so spicy and I felt like I was going to pass out. I legit couldn't drive home. Wow. Mate, you said yes to it. You said yes to life and I experienced (laughs) And you regretted it It was the best But it was a learning experience as well (laughs) Don't go fucking hot Or I just eat more so I can you know, get my palate used to that But it was so fucking hot 100% But I I wonder like does spice itself have like a a deeper meaning Of like overcoming something that in itself is almost intolerable Oh, this you is know, a like thing there must be a psychological shift. There must no, be it, because it's I, literally just it's the the, you, the pain receptors. Well, I finished cool. the whole thing, and I two bite two spoonfuls in. I was like, "This is far too." I'm hot. so is, but I'm I addicted stop. to spicy shit. Like yeah. Drascos, I get that. Like you get off the menu, you can get it where you sign the thing to be like, "This is so hot and it hurts." And like all you're thinking when you're eating, like, this fucking hurts. And then all I can think about the next day is, "Oh, I can't wait to go back to Drascos." I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, addicted yeah. to the pain, man. Oh, addicted to pain is a real yeah, hundred percent. Look, people who go to the gym and stuff like that all do like. Uh, like Anal that, sex. Like that 80 kilometer marathon and stuff like that. Now I'm addicted to wanting to push myself to a limit. And yeah. that doesn't necessarily have to be the, um, like a, a, a marathon, but something that really pushes Saying me. Saying yes to that fucking. Because, because you're the, built for it. Yeah, and the feeling after is incredible. And yeah, yeah you become addicted to that. Yeah, mm, pain. Something um, really interesting that I, I learn about in Chinese face reading is um, when they talk- <laughs> 
what? <laughs> what? You do a class on Chinese, like this face says his name's George. Like, what do you mean? Like you just look at Chinese people's faces and you can read so, them. Uh, yeah, it's not specifically Chinese people. It works the best on in, on Chinese people because it was developed in China. Yeah. But all of, ev- all of the stuff they teach you is cross-racial and, and cross-cultural. But because you're, like, you're it reading all comes people's down. faces. Yes. But it's, it's, there's different, can I tell the thing I want yes, to say yeah, before? Yeah. And then if you want to ask. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, sorry, I just yeah. got excited. <laughs> okay, go, yeah. So anyway, the reason this came out of face reading is like your face represents sort of like how you are. And mm-hmm. then pretty much when they do it in relationships. So when they um, try to read a couple's face, whether they're having problems and you must be having like fairly bad problems if you're going to a face reader now to fix it, but you right. must still care about them. Geez, go on to that extent. But what they say and something that I learned is like, well, reading your face, you, everyone needs a challenge, right? But most people or some people need that challenge in a, in a business sense. So in a pursuit of life, but then they need to come home and not be challenged, right? Because you need a balance. So, but some people prefer to be challenged on an interpersonal level, right? So they seek for challenge at home and that's where you get growth. But then you have to go to a job that doesn't challenge you. You can't just be challenged and challenged and challenged and challenged and challenged over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And um, like I recently broke up with my partner. We're still, still on great terms, but that was something that I had to realize. It's like, wow, I get so much challenge in my pursuit of growth outside of a relationship that what I need, even though I enjoy the challenges at home and I see the, the growth in myself about it, the, tr- the true challenge, the camera just died. The true challenge I need is in the pursuit of my professional career, yeah. not in the pursuit of a relationship, mm. which is a very interesting concept. And I only learned that like this week, um, looking into all the stuff. So yeah. Mm. Does, does that, did I explain that? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. You did. I, I love, I love Jamal's explanations as well. They're so articulate and so yeah, on Yeah, it's beautiful. I feel, I feel it's zen- almost like he's zen-y. a rapper. I feel zenny when he talks. Yeah, right? <laughs> it gets to you. Yeah, he's good. That's because I consciously uh, control my tone to have the, what they call the So if I talk like reporter. this all the yes. time and I spoke like this, the best way to b- move through life is through this field. And that is exactly no, you why- more interesting. Yeah, there has to be more Hold on to different sounds and shit. The, the like rhythm is, that's all like MK Ultra Pe- and all like what Russia studied and stuff. So if you look into that, that's real. Okay, people tell me I've got a good voice for radio and I present well, but- you do? Is that like a, uh, like, oh, you don't have a face? <laughs> like, no, you've got the natural rhythm. Is it, but is, is that what it is? I don't, I don't hear it. Um, practice one. Practice being like, welcome to 92.9. Like, yeah, like that one. Hit, yeah. hit, you would understand it, hey? Like, yeah. Because you do. You're welcome to RAC Arena. My favorite like, thing in the world is to play with, in, like, your, your inflections. cadence. Cadence yeah. and inflections is the funnest thing. Because you get laughs out of it. You say the most boring shit, but you say it in a silly way and people lose their mm. shit. And you're yeah. like, you big goose. Yeah, but like I, radio's all about that. Do the fake one. Do it. Pretend like we just come back from an ad and it's like, call okay. 92.9, call in this morning. Oh. If you've got uh, issues with your neighbour, Branchy, what have you got to say? Oh. <laughs> He's good. really good. Yeah. Today we are joined by Jamal and Cameron. No, I'm not very good. I can't really. That was good, have- but you doubted yourself. Yeah, dude, and you just believe in yourself, man. You just got to be happy, excited. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I can't like- believe we're here on the radio. We're getting paid for this. But, <laughs> but I don't like doing I like. I think that's the, the best part of bad. Out the podcast is more real. It's your real voice. Yeah, it's real just you chatting for hours. And but I don't know. Do, some people say that, they, that I don't sound like this in in 
in person. Of do course I? you don't. You do, I don't? Well, do you think? Because I do notice people change the way they speak as soon as they put the headphones on when we're talking to them. Because they can hear themselves. Yeah. So like, oh, hello. And they talk oh, like this and they're like they're having a conversation. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's very odd. And there's some people you're like, oh, you, you, you're, you, you're not being real. And yeah. then about halfway through, they seem to open up and you can get some people. But there's some people who just come on and click bang. They're fine. They've done this before. They just talk. But it is. Like I noticed um, Swanee had that. Swanee had a presenter. Obviously, that's media trained and being years of being able to do it and stuff. And he was still himself on the podcast. Yeah. But this Dane Swan that walked into the room <laughs> versus the Dane the Swan who was on the podcast. And as soon as we were done, yeah. back to the Dane Swan who walked into the room. It's like, oh, that was literally just a performance. Yeah. You, you turned that on. 100%. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He, he did not. He was over it. Like, he's he, so tired. Yeah. You can see how many of these things have you, and how many of the same stories you have in every footy club you have to put on that thing like, yep, yep. And this happened in that grand final. And you can get. It, yeah, like a band playing the same song every time, but mm. the way he was able to switch that on because when he walked in, I was like, Oh no, yeah, it was going to be dope to have Swanee here, but he doesn't want to be here at all. Yeah. As soon as we started, he's like, Boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah, I was like, oh, what a dope guest! Oh, mate, I, I couldn't imagine anything worse than what he would have to do. Oh, every time, yeah, like two weeks of everyone to be nice him to and people like, <laughs> and coming here, no money, <laughs> not, not even part of his schedule, like just helping out a mate. He would have been going, Fuck you, Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but should we finish on one more story if the camera's uh. Yeah, yeah, the um, camera's good. Cameras are f- sort of fucking up. I don't want to keep. Oh, can it I going. give a little life advice yeah. to the people of the podcast? Yeah, just right, of just course. Quickly, what Jamal said before, when about the curry thing, it's a little trick. It's not a trick, but it's like little rules if you want people to like you. You know how there's like you can do reflective movements, you can do different things and stuff. Yeah, one of them is always say yes to things they want to give you. So I don't drink, but if someone offers me a beer, me saying yes to the beer gives them more enjoyment. And me having to just milk a beer or hold on to it. Then if I just say, no, no, I don't drink. There's a little thing because they've offered you something in their brain, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, they don't like it. You've just mm. like punched them in the head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's a, if you want to be likable, you, even if you don't want oh, I can't eat that. I've got to respect. Just take it and don't do it. Just if someone offers you something, it's because they want to give it to you. Mm. It's not because they think you need it or whatever. It's because me, I want to give this to you. And by you saying no to it, you're, offend- like you're hurting my brain a little bit. So if you want to be more likable to people and just be in a social setting and shit, so someone true. offers you something, take it. I like that. Because you're doing them a favour. They want you to take this. Have yeah. this drink. Have Light, this food. Lie to this. their face. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what it is. It's just a little game. It's a little dance. And like, yeah. So don't you think you're being on, oh, I don't drink or I, don't, I can't eat that. Just take the fucking thing, you dickhead. Just life, be nice to that person. Life is a dance, really, isn't yeah. it? And I think that's the th- one thing. And we, it always comes to it with these stories is the one thing I come to with it, life is a dance and it's not meant to be a – it's a, a Alan Watts I've spoken to, a, I've spoken about a fair f- – amount on this podcast with the likes of John Pinder who's a huge Alan Watts fan as well and he describes life as a dance as a song that without yeah, obviously there's an ending and a start to a yep. to a song but without the middle part there's no enjoyment there's no yeah. chorus there's no verse there's no ups you and downs you need the rise and fall you need the you need the, the the pre-chorus to make the chorus pop and stuff like that you know you need these sorts of um, moments and that's what life is it's a dance it's a, it's a song it's a experience all of the the parts of the the beauty of what music and and dancing is. That's what life is, mate. We're so zen. We are, we so, are zen. zen. All right, so let's finish. I'd say off. we're Buddhist, but you know that's. <laughs> I'd be a liar then. You would. Okay, a bit of Japanese Zen music. I like that we're putting the Zen music on. It helps. I need to take it next level and put on binaural beats next time. I'll tell you about my playlist I've been listening to on on Spotify. That's put me in such a great mood. Yeah, you got a vibe lately. Anyway, but I'll yeah, thanks. Glowing, thanks, buddy. I'm glowing. Um, All right, so. 
This story is called The Other Side. One day, a young Buddhist on his journey home came to the banks of a, wa- uh, a wide river. Staring hopelessly to the, at the great obstacle in front of him, he pondered for hours on just how he could cross the, such a wide barrier. Just as he was about to give up his pursuit and continue his journey, he saw a great... Saw a great teacher on the other side of the river. Another, just, just another teacher just wandering past. The young Buddhist yells over to the teacher, "Oh, wise one, can you tell me how to get to the other side of the river?" <laughs> the teacher ponders for a moment, looks up and down the river, and yells back, "My son, you are, you are on the other side." <laughs> That's so good, Bazinga! Bazinga! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so what is uh, are you thinking is the message within this from your point of view? Uh, that Zen masters love a bit of wordplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. It's good so my th- thoughts are that Zen masters just pop up everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if someone just walked up that stairs in, in a moment. Um, but that... Uh, from the perspective of the two different people, they were both on the other side. So yeah, you'd already reached the other side. Yeah, so, so um, obviously the journey. You we just talked about it, Alan Watts. The journey of a life is like there's you want to get to the other point, but to some other people, that is the end point. That is the journey. So yeah, you're appreciating that you're actually already there. Um, you are on the other side of the river. That's my thing. I do like it and I do love that we made it like really sweet, but it's literally that moment. Like if you're like, hey, can I go to the toilet? And they're like, I don't know, can you? And it's like, you, go for, you know what I was asking you fucking? You clearly know I want to be on your side of the river. You like, don't try to make this a life lesson. Tell me where the bridge is, fuckface. Like you know exactly what I was asking yeah. you. Yeah. But it is a good little like thing because it's, yeah, your perspective on it. Like, Do you reckon in these stories where the <laughs> teacher usually goes, nah, just joking, there's a fucking... <laughs> Yeah, big. <laughs> There's a, there is a bridge up there. Just walk a kilometre up that way. You're like, no, um, literally, it's a bank. Like, you're not even a river. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a cove. It's like you just are on a golf course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what I think the message is that uh, to at every point, you are someone else's end point or someone, where someone wants to be on their journey. Oh, so just, completely. So you just be appreciative of where you actually are. And if that's you do what the get- message of that story is. Totally. On a practical Thing, just shut the fuck up and tell them how to get across. Get the across the river, <laughs> man. I've yeah. got a river crossing Zen story. That's kind of the same vibe, and Do I've you? been using it lately. I've been using it a lot lately. Actually. You don't even need to read it off of. Do nah. we need to put the sound on? Nah, if you want, yeah. Oh, we'll put the, the sound, sound on. It's the it's it's it's. Do you know that it's the scorpion and the frog? Do you know this one? Oh yeah. You know the story? Yeah, tell the story. I hell love it, man, and it's fucking true. And what I've been doing is applying it to my life, and it works, mm-hmm. right? So what it is is like there was just a there was a frog just wanted to cross the river, right? Okay. And he just saw his mate got some directions from a Zen master. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he was there. He wanted to cross the river, so he was about to take off, and there was a scorpion. A scorpion wanted to cross the river too, and scorpion just like, "Oi, you big dumb frog, give us the lift." And the frog's like, "Nah, bro, you're gonna kill me." He's like, "Nah, I could just kill you now. I don't need you to give me a lift." To- kill you besides if I kill you while we're crossing the river we'll both drown what's the what's the point in that he's like nah you're a scorpion I don't trust you at all I know scorpions you rat bag <laughs> so this goes on for a little bit and finally scorpion's like dude I gain nothing from killing you in the river I could kill you right now where we stand you help me cross the river everything's all good you can trust me I'm a scorpion and he's like alright Gets him on his back. They start going across. They're talking about their wife and kids. They're talking, it turns out, like, their, their, their kids' schools is real close to each other and stuff. So they're actually, like, neighbours, like, and they're bonding. The frog's fucking loving this. Yeah. All of a sudden, he just starts feeling this pain in the back. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. 
And he like looks over and the scorpion's just stabbing him in the back of the head and the back of the neck. And he's like, what are you doing? Now I'm gonna drown, now we're both gonna die. And he goes, I don't know, man, I'm a scorpion. Like, yeah. Like it's that- <laughs> It's his nature. It's his nature, man. It's mm. what he does, right? So it's not, it's about like not like, so the scorpion had his nature. So don't fight your nature. Like I'm trying to do, okay, sorry to go back to the thing, but the whole reason I even got a little training buddy is I've been struggling to go down there when there's other people at the gym. I hate it. I know they're not looking at me, but I fucking feel like they are. Mm-hmm. So I've been going at like midnight and stuff when people aren't there and then people would still rock up and I'm like, I've just waited all day to do this and now you, you people are here ruining it for me. Yeah. So, and so instead of fighting against my nature and trying to learn to like deal with that anxiety of the fear and stuff, I just noticed that when I'm like out in public with friends, I don't give a fuck what's happening around me. I'm in my own little bolt. My little nature is I connect with the person and that's with me and I forget about the world. So like playing to my strengths, like I'm the scorpion, do mm-hmm. what the scorpion would do yeah. and I just bring a friend and now we can just go at any time. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. instead of trying to be a different person, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm obsessed when I like something. So recognising your, your flaws, yeah. recognising your strengths. Who are you as a person? And once you know who that is and how you operate, now you know how to play the game because you know how your character is. What Like if you're a chess piece and you want to be a pawn and you just got to keep moving forward or whatever. Yeah, it's like but a cheat you, code. Yeah, but you're accidentally a knight. Like you can't just keep moving forward one square like everyone else's you have to go up three and one across or whatever but you can jump like know how the fuck you can operate so and then you can play strengths. the game yeah. and then so doing that even with the food i get obsessed with shit and i love routine mm. so my coach has got love me on my, my food and this is what you eat every day and this is when you oh, eat like it that. and stuff i'm so good at being doing what i'm told that it's been perfect changed my whole relationship with our food works and it's all like you don't have to change who you are as a person just change how you're adapting that to the world mm, so i don't know i like that sure. story heaps i want to get yeah, a frog a in a tattoo to, i want to get a, like a scorpion tattoo because it's like yeah it's your nature don't, don't change who you are just change mm. how you operate yeah being you know what i mean yeah hey yeah that's my zen so is that even a zen story no, like I, where does I, that story come from uh, like a lot of proverb, maybe or whatever. It could be a Zen story. The Disney Channel, no, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, it was an episode of Nickelodeon. If, it, <laughs> if it's on Disney, it's probably laced with pedophilia analogies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's um, yeah. I I totally agree uh, that it is like if you you can play to your strengths in life and use it to your advantage. I just still don't discount the fact that you can change your mindset, you can change your strengths and, and weaknesses, but why not at least play to your strengths while you have them? Yeah. Look at Delby over in um, Scotland at the moment. First few weeks, or first definitely the first week or so, he said he was bombing every night except his riffing and his his um, raps were killing, like, uh, like going very well. Um, and I said, well, mate, there you're – really strong points why wouldn't you continue to do them and he said I went over there to develop as a comedian and develop my comedy um, and I was like yeah it doesn't ma- it's yeah of course I get that uh, aspect of it but still play to your strengths you're a very good rapper you're good yeah. it's fun guys people like it like they find it funny um, and and then your riffing's always pretty like quick that's a it's a it's a strength. Play to them. Yeah, play to that strength. doesn't mean you can't develop your comedy as well. No, of course. And why is there? You should be trying to grind it out and grow on that little bit sort exactly, of thing. But yeah. like if you've, it's like when you see footy players, if you've got that weapon, fucking use it. Yeah, exactly. When you see players who can bomb it like 60 metres and they're handing it off, you're like, what are you doing, what are you, you doing? crackerjack? Exactly. What do we pay you for? Exactly. So yeah, um, I, I agree. You, uh, you can play to your strengths whilst trying to develop other areas and, and stuff as well. um, And then go mad at yourself. Maybe you're just a scorpion man. Like if you start stabbing frogs in the... If you've got some friends that you stabbed in the back of the head, I'm sorry. Maybe you're a scorpion. Yeah. Just live with that shit. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, I think that's all the uh, Zen stories we're going to do for I today. I really like this episode, man. That was, was a good, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good fun. Us. I, I want to do yeah, this more often because there's, mate, I looked it up. There's thousands of these Zen stories and they all have different meanings and takes. And they're all only about 20 seconds each, mate, so we can so, pump them. Yeah, so quick and um, and good fun. But, oh, before I finish, I will tell what Do you know? Okay, so I've been very lively lately and I've been feeling very good and jovial and happy. And yeah. for me, it's all, uh, it's been a couple of things. Um, Health wise and stuff, I'm just, I'm, um, routines and, and, and losing a bit of weight and eating better and stuff like that. But I started getting – I'm on Spotify a bit, so you can do this now and go through it. For me, it vibes with me, but the 2008, 2009, 10, Hottest 100, Triple J Hottest 100. Yeah. Fucking elite. Because <laughs> like, it was like 10, that 10, 13, 14 years ago. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I haven't – there's songs I haven't listened to for a while, like, you know, Passion Pit and Lily Allen and fucking all these – it's Mumford and Sons and that I've got a nostalgia for it uh, at – because, oh, I mean, I was saying to Jamal, I went to uh, Coachella in South by Southwest around about 2011 or 12, and they they were all performing those sorts of songs. Yeah. So it probably solidified a, this sort of nostalgic um, moment. moment for some of these songs that I don't even really normally like that style of music. But, yeah, I've put that on for the last week or so, just on shuffle, and it's – Awesome. Do yourself a favour. 2009 is fucking elite. Wasn't the trash year like 2013? It was like Macklemore and shit. Yeah, 2012 I think was through Shop Macklemore or something like that. But yeah, I would- uh, <laughs> Other than that though, fucking bang Mate, go through and have a listen. It's fucking, it's put me in a good mood. And it sense. Sh- but it shows you how music can influence and make you- yeah, I get that vibe when I do the Spice Girls, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> most of the time I listen to podcasts now, but sometimes you just have to fucking get yourself in a bit of a- Bangers. I, yeah. I mean, I've, if sometimes I'll chuck on a fucking Blink-182. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and just go, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, what is my age again? Oh, I'm going to be a big kid. When I, so when I do my music round at the quiz and we put in anything that's like a bit pop punk, you know what I mean? Like your little, little like Blink-182 or you do like some 41 or any. Yeah, yeah. You can see everyone, but oh, fucking. Yeah. Or like Fallout Boy. I can't believe how many people still <laughs> frost Fallout Boy. You put it down like, I'm going down. So good. Nostalgic music. I, I, um, I, seen, I listened to a Tegan and Sarah song the other day and I don't know if you guys know who they are but yeah nostalgia mate just everything I'm I'm just vibing I'm feeling good at the moment guys good Good, man I'm I'm getting it off you yeah it's good maybe it's because Delby's not here (laughs) (laughs) he's still here in spirit there he is he's up there above us but uh, before we finish guys um, do you guys have anything to plug yourselves yeah come see some I realise I don't promote them come see quizzes I do quizzes every single week big dumb dumb quiz no no just regular quiz I'm doing a big dumb game show more often but Tuesday at Balmoral Wednesday, 7th Ave in Midland, and then Thursdays at the Brass Monkey. So if you're in Detroit, Western Australia, cool. that's most of the main places. Vic Park, Midland, and the city. What else do you need? Mm, yeah. Come get darty. It's every single week. We just say dumb questions. You can touch my butt. It'll be hot. Jamal's on every week, so uh, streamer.music. Is yes. it? Streamer.music. Um, stream me. Streamme.music. Yeah, I, I trademarked that name, me, full stop. That's really? Him. Like I actually own it, the intellectual property. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Me Proper. full stop. It's the best part because everyone thinks it's silly. And then I say I own it and then they think I'm a genius. You are. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Incredible. Um, all right. Uh, anything you want to plug? Um, working on Wolfie's show, Circling the Drain, a TV show where we prank people. You have no camera for this plug. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, yeah. Apart from that, my album is coming out. Cool. That shall yeah, be, be we should, late this year. We should do some sort of uh, release show. Yeah, that would be cool. Party. Yeah, no, I'm going to have an actual party and I'm going to, um, the whole idea is to just have it 
be a good time. It's not less of a promotional stunt and more of getting energy that I want to be around mm. that will propel my consciousness into the ether to the point where <laughs> the universe accepts the divinity within my soul and then I will ascend into your radio. I love yeah. you. <laughs> Take over your subconscious brain with positivity and then get killed by the global elite. Oh, it's classic. Oh, it's going to be a good month. It's going to be a good <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, yeah, duds. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm hosting Derby's Quiz tonight. So um, I doubt any of you guys will listen before then. So at the Paddy Malone's, I'm also there next week. Um, and that's always good fun. Um, uh, what else we've got? Uh, we've got Kepler Bradley on yeah, next week. Colt, he's on next week. That's going to be I a bit of wait. fun. And, um, oh, so unless, if, if people um, have – or you mentioned it a few weeks ago, I think I want people to try and um, – I'll leave it up to some of the listeners if they want uh, some suggestions. At the end of the year, we're going to have new theme music for the – for the show because we're getting flagged for licensing breaches, even though I've got license for it. It's just an annoying thing on Facebook, on YouTube, and I'm not going to deal with it anymore. So if you guys don't do it um, anytime soon, I'm going to get uh, Jamal to do it and we're going to have I'm gonna our send own in a theme real song. music. Hard yarns, hard yarns. They're not soft. If I was going to suggest anything, I would suggest one. you grab sound bites from some of our episodes and lace that through to just make it a little bit. But then also fun. have some kind of melody. Yes. That would, that would be sick. But um, can. Uh, if not, I'm going to do it. Can. And then like we do at the end of every year, we change our album art for the podcast. So uh, if you have any suggestions for what the album art could look like, you're more than welcome to do it. And we can even have a little competition for that. If not, I'll just do what I always do and do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> post so happy about it. <laughs> but yeah, all good. Uh, I think that's uh, that's it. It's been a very good, fun episode. Uh, thanks for coming on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> really I really appreciate actually, it. Actually, you know what? Towards the end, I felt quite normal oh yeah and it's just oh, yeah, at the start you feel you do feel very vulnerable you mm. mean mm. this is the moment okay all right cheers bye bye bye, bye. bye.